Living Wisely, Living Well, December 6. Some conventions must be changed, certainly. Racial discrimination in America is a national disgrace, for it places fetters on the egos of all who practice it. So too is the caste system in India. That system, however, had an enlightened origin before it became hereditary. It pointed the way to liberation for all mankind. When caste became hereditary, the same abomination appeared as with racial discrimination in America. Everyone on earth is your brother or sister in God. Respect all as fellow pilgrims on the path to our final abode of bliss. Swamiji makes his point of view very clear. Um, The day before this one, for those of you who are following this on a daily basis, he was talking about conventions that have no particular meaning and the necessity sometimes just to go along with them because it's not worth the fight, which is how I was talking about that one again for those of you who are following this every day. And, but I, I did make the comment in that sense that there are other conventions that absolutely have no right to exist and, and no decent human beings will follow them. And here... Swami's just talking about it. Absolutely. He uses the word abomination. And it just, it can't be condemned strongly enough. Prejudice based on the body that you're in. The bodies are so temporary. Our consciousness just shifts all the time. Now, I'm going to talk about this from a very different point of view. Um, and it's, this is a somewhat challenging point of view, but it's, it's worth thinking about, you know, and this is the premise of Sanat and Dharma, that we have multiple incarnations and that the soul is on a long journey from delusion to freedom. And delusion is defined by egoic self-preoccupation in which my little self-defined entity, which is closely related to the physical body I'm in and all of the limitations you know, I was born, I personally was born into a Jewish family, so therefore I'm not Catholic. I was born with light-colored skin, so therefore I'm not a dark-skinned person. I was born in the USA, so therefore I'm not a Norwegian. You know, because of my physical body, I can only be, I can only be so many things at the same time. Because of the time, the, the, the time in history that I was born, the geographic location, the nature of my parents, just sort of all kinds of limiting conditions are put into my life experience. However, my soul nature, the, the spark of divinity that is inhabiting this limiting condition is not actually defined by any of them. It is literally a suit of clothes I put on or the, the part in a play that I accept. I've had very little but some theatrical experience in which I become somebody else. I memorize a part and for the duration of that performance, I do my very best to forget who I was and simply become who I am now. We are the, the, the soul nature, the jiva, that's what's the right word for it, the individual spark of divinity. The, the costume I'm wearing now is exactly the same as the character I play in a play. It's just that the performance is a little longer and a lot more complex. And it's true to all five senses, as Master said. But the moment 
the, the jiva exits this physical frame, all of a sudden, this whole thing, we realize all of a sudden, I'm still here, but I'm not that, and I never was. Now, we incarnate life after life to have, to choose the right set of circumstances that will match our karma, and our karma is our unlearned lessons. And unlearned lessons means what I don't know about who I really am, what I don't know about my divine nature, what I'm still confused about in identifying too much with my limited nature. So karma is also unlearned lessons, our energy that we put out that was a little off from the point of view of enlightenment. And so it sets in motion, a boomerang is the way to think about it, it sets energy in motion that sooner or later <clears throat> will have to be corrected. It, it indicates an attitude, an understanding, a belief, a commitment of energy that was not quite moving toward enlightenment but was holding me into delusion. And sooner or later I have to understand that. I have to realize my error and often I have to correct it. If I thought that I could be happy by stealing um, my brother's rightful inheritance, I'm going to have to understand that that was not a good idea. And then I'm also going to have to make it right. If I got rich by nefarious means, probably something similar will have to happen to me. So I'll find out what it feels like and realize that's not a good thing to do to people. And probably also I'll have to compensate somehow physic uh, financially. But these are very complex. This is all about the law of karma, which if you go to the YouTube channel for Asha Nayaswami, there's a lot of stuff about this. But in the present context. So there we are, and again, this is a quick summary, but it's interesting. I'm in the astral world between incarnations. I'm, I'm not free, and therefore, I mean, I'm not enlightened, fully enlightened, and therefore I have, I have unlearned lessons. I'm going to have to take another physical body, and I'm going to have to have the experiences I need to have. So I survey the whole scene out in front of me, and, and Master says there's many planets that we could go to. We don't have to come to planet Earth. Those planets are at different stages of enlightenment as a whole planet. And within the planet, within planet Earth that we know, we can choose to be an oppressed minority. We can choose to be the oppressors of some marginalized group. We can choose to be the privileged. We can choose to be the underprivileged. We can be in a wealthy situation. We can be in one where starvation is always a problem. We can be in a country at peace. We can be in a country at war. And you can see. And every situation that we come into has one purpose, and that is to teach us what we don't know about enlightenment versus delusion. So, so each of these conditions, let me see how to say it, the same... The same soul does not always... There's no such thing as an African-American soul. There's no such thing as a Swedish soul. There's no such thing as a... Well, some of the Jews say there is such a thing as a Jewish soul, but Sanatan Dharma does not say that. We just choose the vibration and situation which will serve us. And sometimes we incarnate repeatedly, even into the same family, because one incarnation is not that long to learn everything we have to learn. So then we all find ourselves in a position where certain opportunities are open to us that are determined by 
the enlightenment of the, the planet, the culture into which we're born, the family, all those things. And then we have the opportunity to choose between enlightenment and delusion. And sometimes we, ha- we are the victim because there's a lot of lessons to be learned about, about being the victim. And there's a lot of lessons to be learned about the one who victimizes. And it's not as simple as being punished or being rewarded. It's not as simple as you did it to somebody so it's being done to you. I want to say that. It's not as simple as that. It's a question of what my soul needs to learn. That's a very, very individualized lesson. A person can choose to be victimized because I need to learn to overcome even very challenging situations. The lesson may not be that I'm being punished. The lesson may be that I need a powerful lesson in willpower. It may be that I need seemingly overwhelming obstacles and I need to prove to myself that no obstacle is greater than my capacity to overcome. So you see, it's not quite as simple as you're bad, that's why bad things are happening to you. You might actually be on the edge of greatness. Or it may be that you wish to be an example for whatever reasons. You may choose terrible circumstances because you wish to be an example to others in those circumstances that you needn't be held back by bad circumstances. These are random examples. Make up your own stories if you like. So we are put in situations. Now, what you have to understand is merely because God is in charge and merely because everybody karmically is where they need to be doesn't mean, therefore, that racism is not an abomination. We are put into a situation where there are clear issues between delusion and enlightenment. And one of them is racism is an abomination, simply because we're all children of God. So it's not like we passively accept it. That's a tremendous misunderstanding. But every individual involved has to ask themselves on a very deep level. This is where nuance is everything. On a very deep level, what is dharma for me in this situation? And Dharma is the word that has come through this book many different times, either explicitly in its Sanskrit form or Swami's using the English equivalents in various ways. Dharma is that action which expands my consciousness. So even if one is a victim, hate does not expand your consciousness. Righteous understanding that this will not stand and I will stand up for truth Now, that's a very powerful, positive way to respond to difficult circumstances. But if one is reduced to hate, there's not a lot of difference because we are all brothers and sisters in God. And that action may be absolutely unacceptable and I need to put my own life on the line to protest it. That's my integrity. But ignorant or wise... We're all still children of God. You see, everything is nuanced. The thing about living wisely, living well, is we can't just draw black black and white lines. We just can't do it. We may want to. It's much more convenient. It's far more convenient to draw black and white lines because then I know where I stand. This is good. This is bad. And there we are. 
the, the issue with self-realization is it's a matter of dharma. It's a matter of what expands consciousness. And it, it has to be it has to be intuited from inside. It cannot be imposed as a dogma from the outside. However, don't misunderstand. Racial discrimination is an abomination. It's absolutely unjustified. Now, how, according to my own dharma, should I respond to this? I don't have to sit around and think, well, maybe it's okay. I mean, those bigots who are, you know, perpetrating atrocities on people merely because of the color of their skin, well, they're children of God too. Yeah, they're children of God and they need to be stopped. I need to do what I can that's in my power, if I feel called that way, to stop it. But that doesn't mean I have to hate them. It doesn't mean I have to become like them in order to stop them, just the opposite. Yogananda writes about world, uh, you know, United States of the world is what he calls it, in which the entire globe is united in high ideals. But it's interesting, he says, still an international police force will be needed because there will always be bullies and bullies have to be stopped. So interesting, isn't it? So Swamiji says, some conventions must be changed, certainly. Racial discrimination in America is a national disgrace, for it places fetters on the egos of all who practice it. So too is the caste system in India. That system, however, had an enlightened origin before it became hereditary. It pointed the way to liberation for all mankind. When caste became hereditary, the same abomination appeared as with racial discrimination in America. Everyone on earth is your brother or sister in God. Respect all as fellow pilgrims on the path to our final abode of bliss. God bless you, my friends.